This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. When your personal investments need help to reach your retirement dreams and navigating the complex world of financial planning requires an experienced manager, that's when you know you're ready for prime time. Welcome to Prime Time Money on Zoomer Radio with Richard Infantino, Senior Wealth Advisor at RBC Dominion Securities. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Canada's only money show dedicated to those of you 50-plus in your overall investment, tax, and estate planning, and your direct link to all of North America's top money managers with the best ideas on how you can grow your money. And again, speaking of top managers, we got two more for you this week. Ronick Lang is here, and he's going to talk about uh, interest rates and how you can capitalize, because interest rates are going up. On the other side of it, you can invest and uh, get the instruments that are paying you an interest rate that is higher than we've seen for probably about 20 years now. So it's a great opportunity there. And Roanick's going to tell you about, you know, the places where you can find that. And then Dennis De Silva is going to join us and it's near year end. We're talking about uh, taxes and we got to pay taxes by the end of the year. He's going to give you some ideas on how you can save some taxes on uh, investing in a, in a flow-through partnership. But first, we have an s- important seminar coming up and it's next week. It's going to be on Wednesday, uh, October the 26th. It's uh, a luncheon seminar and it's going to be at Oasis Convention Center, which is in Mississauga, the east end of uh, Mississauga. And if you're interested in coming out, all you have to do is call Dominique at 1-866-891-2637 to register. Or you can go to our website, and it's primetimemoney, all one word, dot C-A, primetimemoney.ca, and you can go there and you can register there. The seminar is going to have great information. Number one, what we're going to do is talk about this market and what you should be doing in this kind of a market. And... Um, Next week, we're going to talk about, you know, October has been known as a bear market killer. So is that happening now? Is it the potential for it to happen now? If it is, and, you know, basically the markets go the way that they've gone over the last number of years, October and the next six months are the best months to be investing in the year. So hopefully that's the the call for this year and the potential that we have this year. So we're going to talk about all that, but we're also going to talk about uh, tax planning on the other side. So we're going to talk about what you should be doing in terms of harvesting tax losses and your capital gains, uh, what the superficial loss rules are all about, how you can carry forward and carry back your capital losses, um, dealing with uh, charitable donations and how you can invest common stock and get a double tax write-off if you have capital gains on that stock, RSP contributions by year-end, converting your RSP to a RIF account, tax shelters and things that we were talking about with uh, Dennis, medical expenses, um, management, child care and legal fees, so all kinds of areas that's going to help you save some money by the end of the year. And we have a special guest speaker that's coming. His name is Chris Heeks. He's been on this show uh, a couple of times. He's from BMO Asset Management, and he's going to talk about, you know, how you can invest in the market and get uh, a great return at the same time in terms of the type of dividend that they offer through covered calls. So that's going to be really interesting for those of you that want to listen to that. So it looks like we're going to raise interest rates in Canada again by about 75 basis points. But that could be a good opportunity and good news for those of you out there that are looking for a higher yield on your investments. Stay right there. Ronick Lang of Durham Massive Management is going to join us to explain where you can get the highest rates today. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money.
Okay, we're back. I'm Richard Infantino. You're listening to Primetime Money. And our first guest is here. His name is Ronick Lang. He's the CEO and Portfolio Manager at Durham Asset Management. Hey, good morning, Ronick. Thanks for uh, taking the time out today to join us. Thanks, Richard. You know, we wanted to have you on again, Ronick, because uh, we wanted to talk about interest rates and where interest rates are going. It looks like um, in Canada they're going to raise uh, rates uh, 75 basis points. Is that your uh, feeling that that's going to happen? And how's that going to affect the bond market? Um, yes, I think that's what is I'm expecting, too, that they will increase by 75 basis point. Um, but I just want to highlight a few things. Um, inflation definitely came uh, a little bit slightly o- over what was expecting. But let's put it this way. Bank of Canada was expecting an 8% average uh, uh, in, in third quarter. So we are below that. And uh, and most of the inflation came from the higher mortgage mortgage interest, which which the consumers are paying. So I do feel that there is a little bit of less pressure on Bank of Canada compared to Fed in in U.S. Uh, they are all all they are worried about is probably of the recession. Um, I think this time they will go for 75 basis point, but maybe in December they will be more likely a data driven, and they will more focus on how much the recession uh, probabilities are. Yeah, so that so so what you're saying then is if there's a a big uh, potential of recession coming, then they're gonna may not be raising rates so fast. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yeah. yes. I I think they will soon move from a totally inflation focused to to recession focused and and data dependence more on data dependence. So when when um, you know when this kind of thing happens, they raise um, you know rates seventy five basis points. Like what happens? In terms of like like a bond price in Canada, or what happens to your mortgage rate, GIC rates? Like, how does that all work? The the, the public likes to know what how that works. Yeah, so so in terms of uh, bonds, definitely um, the lower end because uh, Bank of Canada only uh, only controls the short end. So one or two year bonds will will definitely increase in yield. There will be lower price. But if you look at the ten years or the longer bonds. Um, they are more dependent upon uh, the expected inflation in like 10 years or so, and that okay. expectations have not changed. So there will not be much change over there. But overall, yes, bond market, bond funds will have a little bit of underperformance because of the short end, but they will outperform the basis of mid and long. So so there is, they will not be 100% correlated that they increase by 55 basis point, 75 basis points. And and the yield goes by seventy five basis point, but there's the correspondence increase. Yes, okay. and that will reduce the reduce the price of the of the bonds. So that well, when's that when's that supposed to take place? What's what, what's the date of that? It simultaneously it, it, takes. I actually um, ten years and long. They start responding uh, slightly before even there is the announcement. And two year will definitely uh, react on that day slightly more than compared to ten years. Um, so, so if you're looking at the, the bond funds right now, I think everything is priced in. Seventy-five basis points is already priced in. It's already priced into the into, into that, yeah. So, like, yeah. say for instance, someone gave you a large sum of money and you're going to invest it. Like, where would you where would you put that money now? Uh, I I understand everybody's concerned with the with the rate hike, but I think we are reaching at the end of the rate hike. Okay. Um, if you have a little bit risk appetite, I would definitely go. Uh, for any bond funds of your choice, uh, corporate bond funds are 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 a better choice because they have a higher yielding. Currently, we are yielding about five point six zero percent, which means that if if, if nothing changes, uh, your return will be five point six percent, which is pretty good in terms of a fixed income. 
Um, the other things are alternative um, uh, investment strategies. Um, I would request them to uh, be aware of the leverage. So people, those who are using leverage um, um, strategies, should avoid that. One thing which comes to my mind is, is definitely a mortgage funds. Um, they, they, their risk is associated with the, uh, with the risk in the housing price, but I think um, because they are not correlated to the bonds or uh, day-to-day yield, um, their returns continue to be very much uh, stable. Okay. Um, in terms of bonds, even if you want to go a little bit of risk covered, you can go with the senior mortgages. And if you are have a little bit of risk appetite, you can go for a subordinated. I think um, Durham Asset Management has one fund called Demi Mortgage Income Fund, which has two tranches, senior and subordinated. And according to your risk appetite, uh, you, you can use that fund. Like if you're going to take risk in, in these kinds of instruments... Um, what's the potential for, so if you say on one side, I'm going to get over 5% yield, but on the other side, like what can I make in a profit if I'm going to take that risk? So if you, if you are taking uh, in, in, in the bond fund uh, or a corporate bond fund, your current yield is 5.60. Uh, and if, if there is no change and, and the recession, a milder recession comes in and Bank of Canada is forced to reduce uh, their uh, rates, yeah. you might expect more than uh, 5.60 because there will be a capital gains on the basis of um, basis of uh, interest rates going down. Okay, so that's. And, okay, sorry, go ahead. And in terms of uh, mortgage funds, they they mostly are stable. You should look at their their past history, how much they have uh, performed, and how much uh, their current yield, and probably that will remain little stable. Okay, so there is. So if I'm going to take some risk, there's there's a capital gain upside on the other side of it. Yes. Definitely, there is. If you're willing to take some risk at this point of time, uh, even if we look at the June lows, uh, corporate bond fund um, had a June lows, and we have not breached that, even though we have uh, almost two more increases in the rates, and, and the market is a little bit jittery about it. So, so I, I think there is a good p- potential right now. If you if you can take a little bit of risk, uh, your rewards will be much higher in two years or three years. Okay. Now. Uh, tell us about the fund that you manage, the bond fund that you manage, and what's the name of it, and uh, what's it paying out, and what's what's uh, in, in the portfolio? Uh, it, it's, a, it's called Dami Corporate Bond Fund. Uh, it's a pure corporate uh, for Canadian companies. Um, I wanted to keep it uh, single currency, so most of it's uh, most not most hundred percent of this is a Canadian uh, denominated bonds. Okay, more focused on um, um, stable companies like like telecom utilities. Uh, and obviously, a big portion of that is banks also. Um, so, so, and currently, it's 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 yielding about five point six zero percent. Okay, so five point six. How does it pay out, uh, Ronick? Does it pay monthly or quarterly? Uh, it, it is a monthly monthly pay. Okay. Um, but currently, because there is a, so much of capital losses, we are not making any monthly payments currently. But as soon as there is income comes in, there will be monthly payment. Okay, so five point six percent is the current yield. And again, the fund is, uh, it's called the Durham Asset Management. Corporate Bond Fund. So corporate short bond form fund. is Dami Corporate Bond Fund. Dami Corporate Bond Fund. It's of level through FundServe or any any other advisors of level. Okay, great. Well, it's great to have you on again, Ronick. Thanks for bringing us up to speed what's happening out there with the uh, interest rates and the bond market. Thank you very much. Happy to be there. All right, you take care. That was Roanick Lang. He's the CEO and the portfolio manager at Durham Asset Management. Remember, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund and ETF investments. The distributions are not guaranteed, and they may fluctuate. 
Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds and ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Durham Asset Management. Okay, there's still time to get some tax savings on your 2022 tax returns. Stay right there. Dennis De Silva, who's a portfolio manager at Midifield Group, is going to join us to explain. I'm Richard Infantino, and you're listening to Primetime Money. Okay, welcome back, folks. I'm Richard Infantino, and this is Primetime Money. And joining us now is Dennis De Silva. He's the Managing Director and Senior Portfolio Manager at the Middlefield Group. Hey, good morning, Dennis. Thanks for taking the time out to join us here today. Well, good morning, Richard. Always a pleasure. Yeah, great to have you on here. You know, it's, uh, you, you know, like we were saying, we're living tumultuous times, that's for sure. And then we have, you know, the war in Ukraine uh, going on. And so we wanted to have you on today to take a look at, you know, What's happening in, in uh, you know, the Ukraine and the war, and how does that affect uh, commodities? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it's obviously the topic of 2022 as it should be, and it impacts across the spectrum, and, and commodities are, are no different. Um, I think the one that people hear about the most, or actually I shouldn't say that, probably two things that people have been impacted the most by are obviously gasoline prices on a day-to-day basis as well as food prices Um, and you know there are direct and indirect consequences so Russia obviously being sanctioned and the disruption of channels supply channels has, has wreaked havoc with oil and natural gas exports and causing companies or countries to try to look at fundamentally shifting their sources of supply. So we've seen, you know, oil prices uh, elevated because of that, and natural gas probably even more specifically has been impacted. So, you know, the bottom line is the average person has really seen the impact of the war. And then, of course, if you've been to the grocery store, you've seen the impact on food. Uh, Again, you know, the Ukraine being such a large supplier of wheat, um, Russia and Belarus, uh, which has been also impacted uh, because of its relationship with Russia, you've seen disruptions of potash supply in the fertilizer sector. Um, So that's translated into higher prices or input costs for farmers, and some of that has to get passed along. Um, so it really has had some real basic impacts on the average person and investor, both on the negative side and obviously there's been opportunities that we've been able to capitalize on in some of our specialized funds. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. So on the other side, you know, you have these costs and, and the pass-through of the cost to the, to the consumer, but at the other side, there's um, somebody, you know, uh, having that commodity for sale. So. Uh, what are the opportunities you think going into year end here? Yeah, I, I think I touched on the, the commodities that have had the greatest impact, and, and because of that impact, they've also provided the best opportunities. So something in, in the oil and gas space, for example, um, the opportunities uh, are tremendous, um, especially, I think, on the gas side. Right now, we've seen a little bit of weakening in natural gas prices in North America, and I think that's just a little bit of a lull before, no pun intended, the storm, you know, 
know, yeah. uh, weather obviously plays a major role, especially in North America and Europe, and, and that will, I think, ultimately determine the velocity of any moves up or down. But I think owning oil and gas stocks today represents a, a tremendous opportunity because um, they're very cheap and they are generating significant amounts of excess cash flow that's available to go back to shareholders, whether it's in the form of regular dividends or special dividends or buybacks. Uh, it is the most attractive space really in the market with respect to potential capital returns through very basic means like dividends or buybacks. Yeah, so there's a big opportunity there, especially for income. A lot of the listeners on this show, of course, are are interested in that income. So if you're looking at the oil and gas space, would you pick something oil over gas or would you look at somebody that's integrated or would you pick another question real quick is Canadian compared to U.S.? Yeah, I like the Canadian space compared to the U.S. I think the balance sheets are cleaner. Um, they've always shown more discipline. Um, dividends are not a unique thing for them versus, I think, on the U.S. side, they're a little more partial to buybacks. Okay. And you could debate which one is better. But I think for people looking for income, the Canadian side's better. Um, I think from a risk-reward profile, yes, you stick to the large caps. Uh, you know, we favor things like Canadian Natural or Synovus uh, or Tourmaline which would be on the gas side or in arc resources, again, on the gas side. So a nice balanced portfolio. I don't think I have a particular bias to one or the other. Uh, I think gas probably represents better short-term opportunities just because if weather turns out colder, then Europe is in trouble and you're going to see a real spike. But I think if you look beyond six months and through the winter, a nice balanced mix between oil and gas names will, will do very well for you. Um, did you expect a lot of these companies to de to, to uh, declare special dividends by the end of this year or is into next year? Well, a good example, C&Q has, has characteristically not been a special dividend type of company, and then lo and behold, they go do one. Right. Um, Tourmaline Oil, one of our favorite gas names, again, has done a couple of them, and we anticipate potentially another one before year-end. And these are, are quite substantial and uh, attractive to investors. You know, you're talking about, in general, the industry, I think, is capable through dividends and buybacks of probably returning anywhere from 10 to 15 percent in yield back to shareholders over a 12-month period. And that's using a more subdued commodity price environment. Obviously, any upside from that is tremendous. But even in today's pricing environment or something a little lower, we see no risk of, of the dividends being adjusted downward or buybacks being stopped. Oh, that's good. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's a ray of hope here, that's for sure. Now, you, ha you guys have a... Uh uh, an offering that's uh, available where you can get some tax shelter. I know a lot of the listeners are interested in, you know, saving some taxes this year. Tell us about what the offering that you have available. Yeah, we have an offering out in the market that not unusual for the fall. It's called Discovery 2022 Short Duration a limited partnership. And it's something we've been doing now for over 30 years. I believe it's our 69th fund. Uh, and it's a very simple way to reduce taxes through deductions and credits, both at a federal and provincial level. And at the same time, uh, it's exposed to the resource space. Um, initially, its exposure is exclusively in mining, predominantly in the gold space, and so that's worth a conversation. But then it does diversify over its life. It's about a 16-month fund 
it diversifies to include oil and gas. So we are big fans of oil and gas, so we want to make sure the fund has that representation. So it's it's an interesting product in that, again, if, if you like the valuations and the upside and dividends and buybacks in the space, you could get that with this very uh, unique tax angle that you can deduct the full cost of the investment in the year 2022, as well as some other credits that are associated with it, both federally and, and provincially. Okay, so somebody that would participate in this, say $5,000, would get pretty close to a $5,000 tax deduction this year? I mean, it actually works out to be more than that over its life, but for simplicity's sake, yes. They they basically are taking a $5,000 deduction against all forms of income. So effectively, if you're at a high tax bracket, you're saving roughly $2,500 if you're at a 50% tax bracket, for example. Yes, and um, for the listeners, this this product is not available nonstop, so there has a has a date when you when you can't offer it anymore. When's that When's that closing date? Yeah, the closing um, really effectively is noon of November the 9th. This isn't like a mutual fund where it's continuously offered. Uh, it has a deadline because we have to then have enough time to properly find our best opportunities to invest the money to get those deductions. Okay, that's great, Dennis. Uh, uh, we're pushed against time here. Thanks again for joining us, and uh, good luck with the closing of your Discovery 2022 offering. Well, thanks for the time, Richard. All the best. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Again, that offering is available only until November the 10th. If you want to go to our website, primetimemoney.ca, um, and go under the section where it says In the Money, there will be some information on that. And uh, for this offering, for sure, just like when you're looking at uh, any offering that we have, you know, commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses are all associated with mutual fund ETFs and this kind of limited partnership investments. The distributions are not guaranteed and they may fluctuate. Please read the prospectus before you invest. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. ETFs are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. This show is sponsored in part by Middlefield Group. Okay, wow, we're almost all out of time. I have some good news for the stock market. October has a reputation as a bear market killer. In fact, many bear markets or corrections find their bottom in October. And this aligns with the phenomenon that on average, over the long term, the stock market starts a favorable period of six months that goes from right now, late October, until May. Okay, so given all that, how should you manage your portfolio? Well, join us this Wednesday. It's October the 26th from noon till about 2 o'clock. Lunch is included. And we're going to talk about how you could adjust your portfolio to take advantage of this, plus give you all of our best year-end tax planning ideas. So all you got to do is call Dominique now at one 891 2637 to register for the luncheon seminar and it's going to be on Wednesday, October the 26th. That's all the time we have for today, folks. See you next week. I'm Richard Infantino and this is Primetime Money. The strategies and advice during Primetime Money are provided for general guidance. Listeners should consult their own investment advisor when planning to implement a strategy. Interest rates, market conditions, special offers, tax rulings, and other investment factors are subject to change. Richard Infantino is an investment advisor with RBC Dominion Securities, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.